and welcome to a special presentation. That's it. David, how are you? Uh, I'm good. That's Jonathan Bradley Welsh. That's I'm David Crabb. Um, it's nice to I'm, meet you. I'm, I'm good. I like that you opened us up with and a one and a two. It sounded like a like a like an old timey dance class or yeah. a polka something. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, you know we talked about how we started a few episodes recently, just kind of really on a tear about the world. So this time we'll just address that we're on a tear about the world, without getting on the tear. Yeah. And then talk about what we had for lunch. What did you have for lunch, Ooh. Jonathan? Well, um, I'm glad that you're, first of all, I'm glad that you're doing, you're, you're taking this approach because we really need to calm down. I made myself an everything bagel with, oh. uh, with a schmear, some capers and some smoked salmon from Trader Joe's. They had, uh. <laughs> it was an That's everything, amazing. everything but the bagel seasoning on the salmon it was so good it's so good that's so close to my favorite my favorite bagel is um an slightly over toasted everything bagel with plain cream cheese and slices of tomato and it's weird because i don't like tomato slices or raw tomato in anything but for some reason on that it works and if i'm yeah. really feeling crazy a few leaves of basil that's, I don't want to get nuts. But. It's interesting because I don't like, like if I go get sushi, I don't like salmon sushi. Like salmon is just, it has that, I love salmon. I'll eat cooked salmon at least once a week. Me too. But, but then, yeah, smoked salmon, a little bit of lox, if you will. Like I can do yeah. that. I can't do it on, can't do it on, a, on a sushi, but I can do it on a bagel. And that's exciting for me. I told people for many years that I liked sushi and only very recently, I'm embarrassed to say this, I found out I actually don't like sushi. Really? I like rolls, which aren't sushi. Um, real sushi, I find abhorrent. I don't want a ball of rice with just a sort of raw fish filet kind of dead draped over it, okay. um, which I found out is, is sushi. And I'm embarrassed to admit that I, um, I didn't know that until my early, early 40s, let's say. Wow. Well, thank you for trying to at least ruin sushi for me by giving me the imagery of a dead flanked uh, fish it, just, it just it's like it's late it's like it's like uh i've landed here it, it it's sloppy yeah. and a roll is so elegant there's so many do you remember this is totally different but do you remember those little red like it was this um shiny paper and it was a fish and you would get it at like a beach town our guest is like going nuts because she knows it and you would lay it on your hand and it would do different things like it would roll up on the sides and that meant something or if it laid flat it meant something no it was shaped like a fish it was like a piece of paper we're gonna put a pin in that we're gonna bookmark it we're gonna parking lot it because let's bring her in and reveal what this thing is because she will know yeah yeah i i think i had my lunch in honor of her today because um because this is one of our New York friends. Again, wonderful thing about how we're recording now is that we get to bring our New York friends in. Uh, And so she's the whole reason I do what I'm doing and do this show because she inspired me with something that she was doing, which we're going to touch on today as our topic, but I'm very excited to welcome her. She's a storyteller and host, and she does so many extraordinary things. And her name is Robin Gelfenbein. 
Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Hi, David. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. I didn't realize I inspired you to create this, but I'm so touched. Yeah, because you you have done, you're a retro, we were talking about this before we started recording, you're a mm -hmm. retro girl. You love kicking it back and bringing that into the way you entertain. So when I started doing a storytelling show about 80s television, Mm -hmm. Way back when, it was definitely heavily inspired on some of the things that you've done. So. That's so nice to hear. I also love that we are recording this on Throwback Thursday. It seems mm -hmm. wildly appropriate. Or do you always record on Throwback Thursday? We don't. We release on Throwback Thursday. So oh, we're recording gosh. it this week. You're going to hear it next week. So everyone knows we're consistent with our theme. Great. I love Throwback. it. That's wonderful. I also yeah. love that. I was, no pun intended, but you know me, so pun intended, chomping at the bit when the two Gentiles in this show are talking about, <laughs> about bagels. Bagels and, and schmear. Yeah, and schmear. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. let me weigh in on this, boys. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty, Jew. I'm pretty sure that I had, well, I know that I had some Russian Jew heritage way back in the lineage, and mm -hmm. uh, but maybe like four or five uh generations ago that kind of went away and oh. and and they converted so okay. yeah there's still traces of it i guess there are traces of behaviors and neuroses that i think really kind of come up all the time so okay. i feel like um but i still do dedicate my lunch to you is what i'm trying to get at well thank so romantic you. I, I, I feel the love 3,000 miles away. I'm going to get pumped. <laughs> Tonight, um, I dedicate my lunch to you by Peebo <laughs> Bryson and yes! Roberta Flack. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. You're the best. You're the best. Can you feel the lunch? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm going to give you, you a little clap that I do for my kids' show. Oh. <gasps> what is that? Oh. Is it Honestly, plastic? Like, yeah. It's Robin is holding up like it looks like a big purple plastic hand. Mm -hmm. with, oh, oh my god! Little, oh wow, that is so honestly cool. this was given to me. I don't know by whom. I don't know when. At some point while I've been doing yums the word, and I have never used it at a live show, but it seemed absolutely appropriate. Not only because purple is my favorite color, but because this is such a, like a kitschy silly thing and so for my the, my kids show is called recess with auntie robin so anytime somebody does something great i keep it away from the microphone i'm like very excited <laughs> it's like so, three hands so, that get it's plastic so before we introduce the show we're talking about because this kind of links to the show mm -hmm. you, you have a show that you've started to do online since mm -hmm. uh we've all been in deep core as it were um yeah. and it's called it's what is it called with auntie robin recess with auntie robin recess with auntie robin and how okay so First of all, what gave you the idea and when did you start? Where is it? What are the deets? Okay. I felt like I was very much on the cusp of something great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am, <laughs> not to toot my own horn, but our mutual friend, Michelle Walson, who I have become very good friends with over the years, she, uh, her son was taken out of school really, really early on in the pandemic. And I started my show for Recess with Auntie Robin on March 13th. So uh, and that was before shelter in place happened in New York. That didn't happen until March 22nd. And I thought, you know what? I, I'm First of all, you both know I'm a big kid and I love anything, like you said, kitschy. I used to actually be a, be a preschool counselor in, over the summers, like when 
when I was in college and I just love children. And, and I thought, what can I do to help my friends who have kids? Because they're probably going to go crazy. And to me, it's a pleasure to entertain these kids. So (laughs) Um, every day we do something different. Monday is Mad Libs Monday, no surprise. Uh, Tuesday can vary between um, tell and show Tuesday where I tell a story and then I show whatever the item is that's connected to that. Um, sometimes I do Tuesday trivia. The kids suggest that I do talk show Tuesday. So now I'm going to have oh. like special guests with these little kids and they're from all over the country. It's really cute. North Carolina, the Bay Area, uh, New Mexico, the Northeast. It's like, it's really adorable. Um, Wednesday is either Wacky Wig Wednesday, Wacky Watch Wednesday, or Which Would You At Choose Wednesday, because my nieces and nephews call me At Choo, so I turned it into Which Would You At Choose, meaning like, like uh, you know, pickle or coleslaw, which would you at choose? Thursday, of course, is Throwback Thursday, and then Friday, it's Fun Friday, and we do that on Zoom, too, and sometimes I'll play Pictionary with the kids, sometimes we play Hangman. It's so fun. Like, but it's educational, it's, educational and fun. Exactly. So you're giving them, you're, it, it's not the physical component of going outside, but it's giving them a fun activity. And it has to be very challenging for people to try to educate their children right now. Oh, totally. So to have somebody else come jump in for an hour is probably, you're probably a saint to those people. That's what I, I imagine. A lot of parents are like, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> oh, I also so- have pun of the day, big surprise. This was a birthday <laughs> gift my friend gave me and every day it's a different pun. So today's is kind of a, kind big, of a deal. big deal. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. But it's hilarious, you guys, because some days, like I don't look at it in advance and some days I'm like, oh shit, I can't show this one. <gasps> there was one on 420. Um, I have it over there. It was, it was said something about, it was a picture of a joint and it said, this bud's for you. And I was like, nope yep we're not showing that one today (laughs) and like there was one that was a little questionable and i was like "Mm, i'm not sure but i'm gonna go for it and i did it and my nephew who's 10 was like auntie robin that is inappropriate and i was like (laughs) oh shit (laughs) oh no you were checked by your nephew well it's good that Uh, you have your family in there who can check you when need be i love when a child tells you that you've gone too far my nephew leo he is uh, seven and I took him to a coffee shop that's here called Cuties. And Cuties is queer owned and operated. It's, it's like they've got very queer art. There's a lot of pink glittery stuff. There's a lovely little balcony with plugs so you can go and work. And I was like, I'm gonna take Leo there. It's so great, they're so friendly. And I walked in and I hadn't been to anything of it and I'm sitting with him and he's really being quiet and I'm like, you know, I mean, the baristas were a little queer looking. It was a boy in eyeshadow, but this is nothing that Leo, Leo's very, he loves all of his gay uncles. They are legion. And I'm like, I don't quite get it. And then at one point we're sitting and he's looking up over my shoulder and I'm like, what's wrong? And he says, this is inappropriate. And I'm like, Leo, what? and I say, why? And he said, no, and he points. And I had, I totally didn't clock it. I walked in like it was any old day. The coffee shop puts up queer art by queer artists. And all on the wall was a photo series of deeply pierced, voluminous bosoms of mostly transsexual people with also, I mean, <laughs> the trans issue is besides the point. Leo knows about it's trans. It's the nudity. It. It's just the it, nudity. I mean, literally above my head where he's looking are giant, veiny, 
jugs with those like <laughs> bull horn, like the bull nose piercings at the tip of them. And I'm like, okay, let's get your hot chocolate and go. <laughs> and oh uh, we, we got out, but I love that. And I think it's so oh great God. that you're teaching these, uh, that, you're, that you're having these shows amongst other shows. <laughs> Thanks. But, and it also, it also plays into your pick today because- It totally to, does. Oh my we, God. <laughs> we asked you- Okay. Which one are you talking about? This or no? Your show. Well, like no. What whole... you selected or what we're yeah, doing? Like, oh, the, for the... sure. Oh, I thought you said my pick, meaning like my picture, because like the picture of me. Let me stop my video so you can see. This will come as no surprise. <laughs> Not that I do love She's that had, photo. Though. That is Thank that you. is a good time photo. So it's Robin sure straddling is. a hot dog. <laughs> Not uh, <laughs> You're leaning up against it. You're I am. with with legs, short uh-huh. skirt, legs and red high heels just yeah. up in a up in the air. But yeah. um but my sister she, didn't like it when I had one of the kids shows. She's like, that is inappropriate. I was like, I, I can't win. <laughs> yeah, right. What can you do? So no, the selection that Robin picked today, we talked about this before because Robin uh, had a show when I was first doing storytelling back in New York. So this is like nine years ago, eight or nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was based on these interludes that you would see on NBC Saturday morning cartoons um, called Robin. One to grow on. One to grow on. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> so that basically. Brought back like, like literally that song brought back. I was like, was I locked in a basement when I was eight for a while? Like it, <laughs> that song dug so deep. I was like, whoa. Wow. Yeah. It, it was wild to go back because on YouTube, there's a compilation of these one to grow on segments. So this is interesting because it's not a TV show that we're doing, but we're doing segments that aired in between all the Saturday morning cartoons that you would watch on NBC. So picture the more you know, which is a little annoying and preachy these days, okay? I don't need Ted mm-hmm. Danson telling me, like, you know, to find, pick up a hobby. But, <laughs> you know, but, like, the more you know, but for kids and giving them these moral lessons. They I love were, it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, to watch it now is fascinating, not only in terms of the talent who they had doing it, but in terms of how it's shot, the audio is such crap. Um, <laughs> yep. And each one is a, only about a minute long. They always start the same way. It's like, hi, I'm Kim Fields, and I'll be right back with one to grow on. And then we cut to whatever the problem is. So a little I, sketch. Yeah, yeah, quick, quick sketch. And then yep. record scratch, because there's a situation. So, so like the boombox one. Did you happen to see the boombox yes. one? That one yeah. was like one of my favorites. <laughs> and and like there, it's like a a guy who's sort of like knicky, like getting on on the bus with a boombox that's like Massive. half the length of the bus. Sits <laughs> <laughs> down, blasts it because nobody had headphones back then, and then it's like. There is massive noise pollution on this bus. And then this record scratch, and then it cuts to Jason Bateman, I think, is the one that is on there. And it he gives is. the lesson. Wolf. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's like, and then it's almost like the record is being rewound from the scratch or something. No, it's, I think it's like they just, I mean, this is the hilarious part of it to me. It's that they immediately make up. It's almost like uh-huh. if you and I were having a fight, we were like a couple, and you were like, 
fuck you, Darren. I know you've been having an affair. And you were like, I have been, and I've never loved you. And then there was a pause, mm -hmm. and someone from Magnum PI said something, and then it came back, and I immediately said, but you know what? Everyone makes mistakes. Let's stay married. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> Yes, it is That's the pretty much. Yeah. solution every time. And I was like, I wish all problems could be solved this quickly. <laughs> My favorite was the last one that I saw. And I feel like it was made just for me. So it was Jason Bateman's oh. television mom, Valerie Harper. Oh. oh my God. As soon as I saw her, I thought of you. Yes. I did too. Valerie Harper is my favorite. You're branded. And she comes on and it's like, hi, I'm Valerie Harper and I'll be right back with one to grow on. And I like screamed. I was just like so happy. Aww. And she comes back and there are these two girls sitting there. One of them is like, is like, I have this private document and she puts it face down and she's like, I'll be right back. And the other girl like picks it up and she makes a shocked face like, oh my God. And then the other girls, the original girl comes back and sits down and girl number two says, I didn't know you got a D in chemistry. And she's like, I told you that that was secret. I didn't want you to see it. And then like, and then the little record scratch moment happens and it's Valerie and she's like, hey, you know, that's not very nice. If you have something private, like you should, you should make sure that first of all you put it away so she's like a little gaslighting you know the person who did it and it's like it's kind of on you kind of, kind of on you dumbass like you don't should probably don't leave your shit out that was like the whole thing don't leave your shit out but also if somebody leaves their shit out don't pick it up so then it goes back and instead of like an instant resolution you have um the other girl saying, or the original girl saying, hey, I'm uh, really upset that you did that. Like I said that that was private. And she like grabbed a piece of paper, paper from the other girl's trapper keeper. And she's <laughs> like, I didn't want you to see that. And she's like, now you know how it feels. And that was like the resolution. <laughs> that was it. So it was, it was revenge more than it was solving the Like we fix the problem. Yeah. That is true. I really love the Valerie Harper one because I never thought of this until I saw that one. Cause she does a thing in it that I'm like, oh my God, that is a Valerie Harper acting modality, which is the cold rubbing of the shoulders. She does it in her one to grow on. And I realized I have seen Valerie on Valerie's show, delicately hug herself and rub her shoulders through so much dialogue. Like she's been doing it for a thousand years. Wow. I never noticed that about her. Well, it's Pay like attention. when you're acting, what do you do with your hands? Like that is the biggest in college, like none of my acting teachers are able to ever tell me, you know, so you just kind of have to feel it through Meisner exercises or something. You're just like, what do you do with like my hands are by my side. Your hands are by your side. I play with rings or ideally I like to pull a Brad Pitt. I love eating on stage. If you watch Brad Pitt, just start paying attention. He is chewing on a sunflower seed or a piece of gum or a read in every other scene he's ever been in. Oh, and interesting. It's like, yeah, no, I think it's nice to have some food to talk yeah, to. Yeah, or play yeah. with your keys, but Valerie Harper felt like she needed to caress her shoulders. That's okay. It's cold in there. <laughs> if you ever I'm feel- I'm a private dancer. I'll <laughs> for money. Robin, do what's your what favorite? what you want me to do. Um... Like, do you have like a favorite? There are so many clips because I watched almost all two of the compilations. Like that link you sent links to like the one from the next year. Oh, I missed it. Oh. So fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm sorry that I missed it. I think it's really hard to choose my favorite. Absolutely. The Jason Bateman one that I referenced yeah. with the boombox is really good. And I know that Jen, who I co-hosted our One to Grow On show, with we used that one there were so i i totally remember which ones we used i also though i have to say i loved the mr t one 
yes. because it's so off the charts ridiculous. I mean, let's mm -hmm. be honest. All of them are ridiculous in their right. own special ways. But that one is particularly funny to me because the kid yelling on the baseball field is already starting at 11. He has nowhere to go. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like fury and anger the whole time. And Mr. and Mr. T is so classic, Mr. T. And he's also pretty sure like in his Mr. T outfit, he's like, hey kids, don't do, you know, whatever. I, I, I'm not, he doesn't even say like a pity the fool, but he's saying like, something about a team, which obviously he's saying upon referencing the A-team. Um, but that kid who's like furious is so, like he never comes down from that. And that just, I just think it's funny because it's like, who's coaching this kid? Who's directing well, this kid? Well, a lot of them have really interesting, my favorite of all the ones, there's one where there's two girls and they're walking with their bicycles. <laughs> Uh -huh. And it's kind of like one walks up to the other and one girl's like a blonde girl with like a very simple bike. And then this like very brunette Nellie Olson with thick glasses and a bike <laughs> and a bike with fabulous <laughs> ribbons off the handles Naturally. walks up like, and she's at bitch mode 11. Like when the scene starts, like, it's mm -hmm. not like they have a misunderstanding the way in real <laughs> life. When, oh, you're with your friend. You have a disagreement. Then all, why are we yelling? She walks up literally being like, I'm going to fucking destroy you. Like that's uh -huh. her place. She walks up. And you think you're going to watch it grow. And it just goes, the girl says, oh, that's a nice bike, Jennifer. And she says, it is nice. Your bike is terrible. Where, where, did, uh -huh. where did it come from? And then she's like, well, my, we don't have a lot of money. And then the girl says, where did your dad get your bike from? The bottom of a garbage can? <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember so, that one. It's oh. so shitty. It's like, it's these so are, I, I never knew children like this. And then it's one of those great, they come back from the break. And it's not really like, because there's a few where they talk it out. And even the boombox one that you love, Robin, ends with a funny joke where a second guy gets on the bus with uh -huh. a bigger boombox and uh -huh. they try to compete until they hurt each other's ears and just turn down and shake hands, which is like a fun joke. Yeah. These girls, they're totally, she's a total bitch. Don't, you know, da, 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 be nice. And then they go back and the girl's like, never mind. Let's ride our bikes together. Was that the one that Nancy McKeon was the... Host mm -mm. up? No. Maybe. No, is that, was it Perry somebody or other? Um, I don't know. He, did, were, two, he did two of those. Oh, yeah. it is that hot mustache ride from Riptide. <laughs> and yes, it is. It's Perry. Oh, um, and he, yes, and it's so funny because when they come back from the girl being bitchy, like, you know, a lot of the hosts are trying to act like, because the, if you haven't seen, if you're listening to us and you haven't seen one to grow on, the way that they film it is there's kind of a big green screen of like a projected scene of the kids. And when they go back to the celebrity host, they're kind of standing as if they've been looking up, watching the scene, and then they turn to the camera. Mm -hmm. So they all are kind of acting in that way as if they've just witnessed it. And yeah. when they do the, the bitchy bicycle girl, like, yeah, whore, no, you are. Like, it's so outrageous <laughs> that when they go back to this guy, he turns to the camera, he's like, <laughs> whoa, okay, calm down. Even <laughs> easy, ladies. <laughs> even his response is kind of like, shit, these kid actors. Right, yeah. I think the others, I don't know if you guys noticed this, because I only saw, it was in only a couple of the clips, is the actual full intro to One to Grow On, where yeah. it's showing these characters like morphing into other things. So it's like a boy who gets turned into an ice cream, who then gets turned into a pig. Do you remember this? I it's, feel all, like I, it's all illustration. Oh, yes. And then and then it goes into Kim Fields or Ricky Schroeder or whoever. It's super creepy. You're like, why are you morphing these weird things? Um, the other, 
I, I, I don't know if you, two things, I don't know if you noticed. Um, Ricky Schroeder, who was mm. the shit at the My time. My child husband. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I wanted to, I wanted yeah. to interview him at the mall. Oh. Oh, I I would have, I I would roast marshmallows with that kid all night. Like before, when I was little, before I knew what I actually wanted, I was like, God, I would have a sleepover with him so hard. I also had like the best bed. Do you remember his silver spoons? (laughs) I, I, I remember, well, when I was watching, I thought of David because I was like, oh, this is David's boyhood crash, Ricky Schroeder, but I could see it. Like I, I was never a silver Uh. spoons fan. Like that show to me is like a nightmare. But he is a dreamboat. I will say, though, watching it now, I remembered how, because, you know, when you're a kid, whether you're straight or gay or whatever, I think, you know, you you look to people, sometimes you age up a bit, right? Like, you might be in eighth grade and want someone from Duran Duran who's, like, Mm -hmm. 20. But in general, you're kind of looking in your, and I remember, I always was very much into boys for a very brotherly friendship who Mm -hmm. were approximately my own age. And I remember, I remember thinking when I was little, I haven't thought of Michael J. Fox in years, Mm -hmm. but I remember when I was little watching it and thinking, David, don't have funny feelings about him. He's too old for you, which is hysterical to me now that really the main thought was, don't be a gay wad homo lord because that was the thing i was really afraid of but i remember yeah. also on top of that feeling like he's an old man don't look at michael j fox like mm. he's cute. literally like five years older than me right of course <laughs> he is so michael j fox and jason bateman are so adorable yeah and these want to grow on oh they are especially and, bateman oh totally and he's in a couple of them and i think it's also just to give people who don't know who maybe don't remember this or aren't familiar with it that Silver Spoons was such a popular show at the time that not only did they have Ricky Schroeder do these, Jason Bateman do these, yeah. but the father from Silver yep. Spoons was on, I think, more than one of these. He was on like, two that I watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At least two. But what's, what was funny to me that I noticed was, and Rick, Ricky Schroeder seriously was such a big deal, <laughs> such a big deal at the time that <laughs> <laughs> I had to show you the pun again. Um, no, he is he is so checked out. He's so bored he shooting is. this. Yeah. Yep. Michael like J. Fox too. I noticed that Michael oh, J. Fox he? for sure was like that he was just like, Ugh, okay, I have to do this on a Saturday. But, but wasn't you know. that what was cute? That was like for me the very cute Alex P. Keaton thing about him is that oh, he was he's... so kind of kind of smiling out the side of his face all the time like isn't this bullshit like i think that kind of made him that was definitely like a departure from alex b keaton because alex b keaton took himself so seriously so now here he is just Mm -hmm. like all right let me teach you a couple of like morals kids here (laughs) then he would go into it and then also justine bateman was on the field justine bateman was yep so many of those boys from that era that we found cute were all like the they were teenage chandlers basically like if you think of like kurt cameron the Jason mm. Bateman character, Love. Michael P. Keaton, like they're all kind of like 16 year old Chandler from Friends, like kind of rolling their eyes. Like it's a very funny type in the 80s yeah. that we've loved. Totally. Just over it. It's a Breakfast Club character. Yeah. And Justin Bateman, I feel like, or Jason Bateman has never, he's always the same character. He rarely, yeah. there's rarely a departure from that. I haven't watched Ozark, so I don't, I don't you know. Have well, to it's actually, it. it's very funny because it's like uh, Michael Bluth, but like, dealing drugs yeah. you know so like oh, <laughs> and okay. launder and laundering money um yeah he's not a drug dealer he's a money launderer right mm. in ozark i haven't yeah. watched it like i haven't watched the new season so i actually forget but yes he's he a is, money launderer but yeah but he's michael bluth and also 
Valerie Harper's son from the Hogan family. So it's, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it, it is all like the same. I, I was... enjoyed and appreciated how one to grow on, bleh, one to grow on always had a nice mix of like adult stars from the NBC canon and then the teenagers. So obviously you had your Nancy McKeons, you had your Facts of Life cast, you had the like hot teenage boys, uh-huh. but then you also had like Cloris Leachman and you also had... <laughs> yeah. Punky Brewster, Brewster. (laughs) Betty, Betty White, Betty White's was, Betty White's was the most far-fetched one because she, she's like, hi, I'm Betty White, blah, blah, blah. They cut to a little girl outside the bathroom door, like yelling at her brother and, and she, yeah. And she's just like, get out of the bathroom. And she's overacting. And the brother's like, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm trapped in the bathroom and the water's going to overflow and the water starts to come out from under the door. So she has to call a neighbor. And they put like a crazy too much reverb on the voice of the boy in the bathroom. So it's like, I can't get out of the bathroom. It's like, what is happening? And How then, big is this yeah. bathroom? Uh-huh. Yeah, and then, and then the whole lesson is basically kind of beyond a child's control. It's, oh, sure. it's kind of a lesson for parents. It's like, parents, make sure you give your kids the number to yeah. someone who lives locally that can help in an emergency. But instead, this little girl all alone is like, I'm glad I called you, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> and she's so over, she's like, help is on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice, in, in speaking of like kids being left at home alone without supervision, the one with the kids using the Polaroid, I was like, is this going into a dark place of like kitty porn or something? Because it was two boys like hanging out. It was like one kid's father's Polaroid camera. And he's like, and I feel like that was, um, what was Mackenzie Phillips' brother, the blonde kid? Um, From one day at a time? Yeah, he played Tommy. I was like, that kid looks like Tommy. But they were taking, (laughs) like, they just kept taking pictures and they kept cutting, like doing these, what's the word like real quick cuts to like pictures that they were taking and i was like this is going to a place oh like a freeze frame like a freeze frame into a polaroid picture basically like yeah yeah Yeah. exactly and it made me think of like the different strokes episode where where some (gasps) the bike shop the bike shop episode that is oh my god going there because that is creepy it didn't go there no when we did a very special episode because i know you robin had a stranger danger one to grow on and Uh, so i wanted to copy that theme when we did a very special episode and that mm -hmm. was the the tv show in the episode that we did stranger danger to was the bike shop so the gordon jump playing a bike shop owner yeah (laughs) from wkrp in cincinnati playing a bike shop owner and like molesting like one of Arnold's friends and then Arnold like just books it he gets out of there but he leaves the friend behind that's something that like I'll never forget like he just left the friend there I mean the second compilation and if you look at what they're labeled it does seem like compilation two is the next year of them so I do think they're chronological the second compilation is so fucking intense. The first one's like, be nice, share your scissors, like all that. <laughs> the second one has a whole thing about divorce with kids. Like, I know it's I hard see, when your yeah. parents stop loving each other. I'm like, Jesus. It has one about religion. 
where there's two kids and one of the girl is in a gown. She was just like singing in choir and she's like, my religion's better than yours. And the other girl's like, I know you have a fancy gown, but maybe we can believe in different things. There's a molestation one where there's this girl talking to a boy about, he touched me in a funny way. And then there's one literally where a guy's in his room upset and the mom is like, honey, let me in. I know your friend died, but we can talk. And the kid's like, he was my best friend and now he's dead. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, one to grow on. You oh really- my God. We're covering a lot of ground in 90 seconds or less. It's, and it's, you know, it's like, and then like cut to like a cookie crisp commercial. It's like all, <laughs> yeah. Very, very you, by the way, did you like how, because it was uh, shot so, I don't, I don't even know how they compiled this, but it included like old honeycomb commercials com- and like other 80s commercials yeah. that just brought me back. It made me so happy. But that I appreciated that so much because the honeycomb, I forget, or I forgot up until I watched how much I loved honeycomb cereal when I was a kid. Wow, I hadn't thought of honeycomb in a long time. And also how like healthy, healthy it was, you know, like, cause it's just, it's honey. That's all, it's honey and corn. And you can't get much more American than that. True. I I watched those commercials and I was like, we gave ourselves cancer. Like I was like, those commercials (laughs) are, some of the food items are like, that's insane. Oh yeah. So much to die. What were you gonna say, Robin? Um, well, you just made me think of like how the Kool-Aid man came through the wall at one point <sighs> in the midst of this compilation. That was great. But um, um, did you notice that there was a, a wonderful celebrity cameo in one of the earlier One to Grow Ons? No. He didn't say much, but it was a very young Urkel. What? Oh, I thought that was Urkel. That was him? Yes. Yes. Which I one? Steve, what's his name? Steve? No, Jaleel um, White. Yeah. Jaleel oh, right. White. Yeah. Right, 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 sorry. Steve Urkel, Jalil White. Oh, sorry, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's something where there's like, they, they're standing at the door and he comes in. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the mother's him. like, I don't yeah. want you hanging out with that boy. I don't think that oh, he's, yeah. yeah, like, I don't like mm-hmm. you hanging out with that boy. And, mm-hmm. and that one is so no fun. Reason. Yeah, those I, actors, those two kids are having so much fun. Yeah, like, it's very keeping sweet. them. The, the, the one of the weirder ones that I, <laughs> I noticed that I thought was so. Two of them that really stuck out. One is, um, there's one where like one kid sees two kids with like tools and they look like they're unscrewing a swing on the playground or they're, 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 they're fucking with a playground thing. So then it's like, oh, should I tell someone? And then, you know, I forget who the celebrity was, but then when they cut back to the playground, a little girl is about to get on the thing and a little boy says to a man there who I guess is like the like the playground handyman. He has like a weird belt on. He's like, hey, don't get on that. I saw two kids playing with it and it may not be safe. And then the, the, the man's like, thanks so much, Jimmy. Um, I'm, you know, great job. And then at the end, the very end of it is he just says, don't worry, I'll go take care of those kids that hang out on the other side of the park. Oh yeah. And then he leaves the frame and it ends. And it's so like, is he going to go kill those fucking kids that are apparently like, he says it like from the other side of the track. Oh, you know, oh my god! Really yeah, that was how I took it. I was like, oh. Well, I hope so because those little shits shouldn't be like sabotaging the playground equipment and causing injuries. Come on, that, that is that, so, and that is one to grow on. And that is one to grow on <laughs> because listen, if you ruin that, then kids who grew up in the '90s like me don't get to ride 
uh, you know, on the, mm-hmm. on the things that are on the playground. They don't get to go down the slides and all of mm-hmm. those things. That yeah. instead we Crushing have have... all of your childhood dreams in one fell swoop. Yes. You know, like I thrived cool. on playground time. If we couldn't have that playground, then like mm-hmm. that's the, the fault of the prior generation, which is the way that the world works. So I suppose when you were talking about Nancy McCann and Kim Fields and Lisa Welchel, I, I don't know, cause I missed the second compilation, but I'm pretty sure Mindy Cohn, Mindy Cohn got uh, shafted. I don't think she was in any of them. What if that was her choice though? If she was just like, Oh, that's funny. I don't want to do this. <laughs> because is it, all, is it all NBC? I was trying all to NBC. Think, like, it's all, all NBC. those actors. Mm. Yep. Got it. So that like sense. Yeah, Betty Kobe. White. Yeah. Betty White was on the golden girls, uh, Valerie, <laughs> the Hogan family, facts of life, all of them. Golden oh. Girls was so much later than when those aired. Was it? No, eighty-five to ninety-two. But when was Silver Spoons popular? And like Probably Cookie, wasn't it? Wasn't it earlier? That wasn't it earlier eighties. So I think that was oh. like right in the eighties. So like Punky, and Silver Spoons. Those are all like eighty-three to eighty-seven, like yeah, in that yeah. range. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I think One to Grow On ended in nineteen eighty-nine. Is oh, what I. Wow. Yeah. Wow, good year. Yeah, such a such a great year. That, was very... that whole 89 to 90 passage, music, my age, the culture, it's like one of my favorite. favorite it's a good, it was a good time. It was a very was. good time. There, really was, was. Um, there was one that I wanted to also remark upon. Yes. There was uh, one that was clearly filmed on Fairfax. And when you see, one of my favorite things is when you go back to like the 70s, 80s, 90s, and you see things that are filmed in neighborhoods that you know. So Curb Your Enthusiasm is great for this because it's all Mm. up and down Ventura Boulevard. So it's like, I'm very familiar with all these places, but there was one one to grow on on Fairfax where the two teenage boys are like making fun of an old man. And then he's like, I need help with my groceries. And then like, (laughs) and they're like, and whoever the moral compass of this episode was, says, instead of making fun, why don't you chip in? and and help and then they go and say like mr robinson we'll take that bag and then he like gives the kid the bag and the bag's super fucking heavy so that made me happy mm-hmm. did did you see the ones where the girls were smoking in yes. the yes. bathroom the audio on that was crap the audio was so bad and i sound like such a nerd saying that but it's so even i feel like even if you don't know anything about producing anything it it sticks out as such an I guess an ear sore, but like it was painful. But like yeah, they sh- like they the shot classic. it in the they, bathroom. Yeah. yeah, they shot it in the yeah. bathroom, but they probably shot it on like Thursday afternoon with this having to air on Saturday. So it right. seemed like very rushed. Yeah, um, and this yeah. is and the peer pressure of smoking you, a cigarette. Oh, I know. Do you, um, Robin? Do you think you'll ever bring your show back? One to grow on. Yeah. Um, probably not. I mean, Jen and I did that for like a year or two and we ended it like six years ago. Now she lives in Oregon. I oh, mean, she lives in Oregon now. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, well, if you ever do a reunion in, um, on the West coast, come to LA and oh, sure. I put on it. a one to grow on. Um, I, I think that'd be really fun. I loved, I loved doing the show with her. She's, she's just as like silly and fun as 
I am. She's wonderful. So mm-hmm. good to hear that she's in Oregon, which is my second favorite place. Oh. Now. Yeah, I'm a big Portland fan. I like it there. It's been a while since I was there. Love it there. I want to well, thank you for bringing this show into my purview, as they say. I, I mean, it was such a, it was so fun to just have them on today, listening for familiar voices, looking at familiar boy crushes. And um, there was one, you know, it's quarantine. I feel like everyone's tender right now just because of the state of the world and very emotional. And I was really like, I was 10 minutes into just kind of cackling maniacally at like <laughs> just endless bad child performance and bad audio and like mm-hmm. hunk from Riptide, which is a show and a person I forgot about. Like it was all so uh-huh. much. And then there was this one with David Hasselhoff that I just oh, want to yeah. honor yeah. Because, it, because it made me legit emotional because um. Oh. TMI, but who cares? I've decided that like a week ago, I was like, I'm going to take all these classes. I'm taking like three online classes. One of them is this class about happiness at Yale that you should take. It's, it's about like the science of happiness. It's like eight weeks. Oh my so gosh, you totally take that. It's, it's on Cor- Coursera and it's free unless you want the certificate. And it's only like 49 bucks. Anyway, but I'm taking it. So there's a lot of like personal inventories where they ask you to do work on like, you know, like um, they don't, they don't have you, they don't tell you not to think about what's making you unhappy, but they're like, focus on your strengths, focus on what brings you joy. Like, but one of the things there's this David Hasselhoff one, I'm like laughing, totally not affected by any of these. And there's this one where it's David Hasselhoff, and then there's a girl with another girl in the locker and it's like eighth grade, ninth grade girls. And one girl saying, oh, well, you're new here. I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Becky. Here she comes. And then as Becky passes, she's clutching a book and the girl says, Hey, Becky. And Becky says, I don't have time to talk to you now. <laughs> and, and, you're such a bitch. and she passes by her. And then the girl looks at her friend and says, and the girl, I think, says something like, I thought you were friends or something. And she's like, well, we are. I wonder what I did. And before David Hasselhoff says the lesson, I know what the lesson is. And I totally internalized because this is one of the things that I've been keeping my radar on and all this like work is like, thinking that other people's shit is about you. And I'm saying this as a grown ass 45 year old man. I was genuinely emotionally invested for a split second in a David Hasselhoff posted thing about eighth grade girls. <laughs> and I, when it was over and at the end of the day, the girl's out in front of the school and the girl, the girl goes up and she's like, I'm so sorry. I just had my mind on a lot of things. Day. I mean, I don't know how that makes you be like, I don't have time to talk to you. <laughs> But I had been made to feel like that by the world before. And I was like, this is a good, I was kind of like, well, I was like, this is a good show. <laughs> you, didn't always, you didn't always do something wrong, David. Oh my God. I, I, I worry about that all the time too. And that one really uh, hit me. Yeah. Not maybe to the same degree, but I was like, oh yeah, you're right, David Hasselhoff. Yeah, people have their own shit. They yeah. care less about yeah. you. Yeah, who, who needs? Who needs the pattern app or co-star when you have David Hasselhoff on one to grow on? What's the pattern oh. app? It's like an astrology oh. app that's like, here's Robin's what's going not on. not an astrology person, are you? I think that stuff is so interesting, yeah. Oh, oh. You, you are. Well, then you oh, should yeah. get on. I don't, I watch it. I mean, I, I follow it like uh, here and there. I mean, I definitely believe in some of the traits of Capricorns. You're not, you're Sagittarius, right, David? Because you're December yeah. 13th? Yes, yes. I don't, wow. I'm a total, like, don't ask me how I... I I'm, In I'm, your social security numbers, 473. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm like a Cliff Clavin with, with like, area codes and phone numbers. Um, but in terms of like my compatibility like Taurus is always the best for me and there's like I think there's a lot of truth in that so you guys are you guys like really into astrology 
I'm a into myself. Bit. Like I, yeah. I, I'm very self-invested when I want to read about like going on in my world, you know, mm-hmm. with being a Virgo and things like that. So, but when it comes to other people, it's like, I don't know. I, there, there is something to be said for that that huge book that was the book of relationships and you would look up like the different birthdays and like uh-huh. how they would come together yeah. um it was always very very spot on in my experience yeah. so yeah yeah the, the the pattern is um an app that's uh an interesting app for uh astrology that you've you know fine-tuned to your own uh chart um and it was something that jonathan introduced to me because I had before that the shitty shade throwing app that people all joke about now called CoStar, which Robin, if you need some material, this <laughs> app will tell you things like sometimes it'll just be like, it's not all about you will be like the advice you get for the day. One day, literally, and some days CoStar will be like, remember, sit next to something green and think of, you know, sometimes it's lovely. One time it said, no one needs your shit today. <gasps> I So... So the pattern is kinder and softer and CoStar okay. is just a bitch. One okay. other thing I just wanted to say, cause I didn't want us to forget this very important point. Jonathan was talking about a red cellophane fish. Yeah. Yes. During the intro. Mm-hmm. And it is, yeah, it's like wafer thin and you put, do you, did you guys ever go to the Mermaid Inn when you lived in New York? I did, yeah. They, serve, they give it to you at, at dessert. And so you oh, put this, This that. it's probably, I don't know, maybe what, like three inches long, Jonathan? Yeah, very, very small. It fits in the palm of a yeah. kid's hand, really. Yeah. So, yeah. And you just let it sit there. It, it, it lies flat. And then you just watch it. And it will, like, if it twists and turns, that means one thing. If it curls up on one end, that means something else. If it curls up, like, on the left, it means something else. Like, it'll mean things like, you're angry, you're stressed, you're in love, like all these sort of predictors. <laughs> and, yeah, um, like a mood ring, but a paper. Yeah. yeah. Paper and if it rolls all the way up, I think that means you're in love. I can't remember. Um, You'll be dead by midnight. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> no, flat, flat into a ball and cry yourself to sleep, <laughs> you depressed person. Yeah. Um, I yeah. just remember anyway. they were selling those in Plymouth, um, Massachusetts, which is it's not the fanciest of seaside towns and they had all kinds of kitschy <laughs> weird things in one of the stores. Like they had a, they had a, a dick ruler as well. And in college what? we thought that was oh just the type of thing that we needed to bring and hang up in our bathroom in college. So Naturally. we had that. Oh yeah. We had, and they had like a, for every inch, they called it something different. And I think one was like a marriage destroyer. Yeah. It was too much. Um, so before we wrap up, Robin, you have, yeah. <laughs> you have Mad Lib, so you also have an 80s trivia box, and I feel I like do. you should throw a couple of things my way and David's way and see Definitely. what Definitely. Definitely. I'd also like to point out what, uh, I'll show you guys what's on the cards of these, so you can let your listeners know what you see on the Oh, I see a Rubik's trivia. Cube. I see Boombox. a compact disc, some cassettes. There's a, a, a giant cell phone, a giant cell phone. Here, I'll, get, I'll get really close and then I'll move it away. See, 3 POs there. Oh, VHS that's oh, okay. I thought it was tape. like, I thought it was like a mannequin. Not mm-hmm. great. <laughs> so great. 
Yeah, it's really fun. And then there's like a diskette there. Uh, and, and of course it says awesome 80s trivia. All right, so let me, oh, you guys are gonna know this. This is so easy. Which group were stripped of their 1989, that's for you, David. Which group Millie were- Vanilli. Millie Vanilli, yeah. <laughs> yep. I didn't even get to have to finish, I love yeah. it. Yeah, because they were singing people, okay? Yeah, girl, you know, I was it's at true. The music store. I was at the music store, I remember, because I lived there. I went almost every day. I was at the Sound Warehouse on Walsam in San Antonio. Thank God I already bought my copy of Millie Vanilli CD because sure. I was there the day as I was looking. I think I was holding a Lisa Stansfield CD in my hand as the girl with the cart came by and grabbed all the Millie Vanilli CDs from the rack and put them on the cart to take them away. Wow. It was right after. I still remember. It was, wow. And it, yeah. It was when CDs, because I remember they were in those, remember those earth forest killing boxes that CDs came in? Mm -hmm. They came in a long mm -hmm. cardboard box. It was huge. Yeah. Yep. And there was like a plastic apparatus that would go around that as well. Well, that, like, that, that replaced the boxes. Oh, okay. Because they would stand up like in the rack, yes. right? In yeah. the old and, record rack. And so, exactly. yeah. So funny. All right. This one might be a little trickier. Okay. Uh -oh. Which famous U.S. pop star's original name is Annie Mae Bullock? Oh, um, Tina Turner. Tina okay. Turner. Good work. Good work. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, I referenced right. it earlier with Valerie Harper. <laughs> <laughs> the Valerie Harper, <laughs> Tina Turner overlap. I played What's Love Got to Do With It blasting loud at 7.30 a.m. yesterday morning, and it was a great song to wake up to. Oh, that's, that's awesome. A very good one, yeah. Um... All one right. more hit us make yeah, it good yeah 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 i i am these these are actually like so, they're so ridiculously easy um uh okay this this one's too easy hang on i saw what is the name of mc hammer's famous fashion attire uh 10 day shit pants is what we used to call them <laughs> oh really no i mean according to this card well they're like balloon pants no they're is it his line or just his aesthetic? His aesthetic. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say skids. Do you remember skids? But that was like, yeah, that was like 90, uh, 91. Uh, oh, I should have answered. I should have done this one. It's, it's too easy. It's, it's who pities the fool. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but it gives Mr. you his Day. full name. What? Oh, what is his full name? It says Mr. T and then in parentheses, B.A. Barracus. Oh. I, I didn't remember that part of him. Can I look oh. this? Yeah. Is that his character on the A-team? I guess so, yeah. Maybe? Okay. I guess so. Um, all right, so I'll leave with this one last one. I'm sure you guys will get it. Which detective was helped by his niece, Penny, her talking computer, and a dog called Brain? Inspector Gadget. But what about the other answer? What? Oh, yeah, the hammer oh, pants. Oh, for MC Hammers. I'm sorry. It says, par <laughs> it says parachute pants. Parachute. 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 I knew it was something with a lot of fabric. Um, this was, <laughs> yeah. it was very fun having you, Robin. Thank you oh so gosh, much I for joining us. being here. Oh, and I was, I was just going to say before you go that never forget the words of Michael J. Fox. The next time you know someone and they're going to, they're going to fuck around with fire. Remember what Michael J. Fox said. Hey, what's so hot about playing with matches? Uh-huh. 
True. I thought of you so hard. I was like, no wonder Robin loves this. <laughs> yeah. Fun much? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, now I say at, at yums the word, although I'm obviously not doing it IRL, but I am doing it online. At the beginning of yums the word, I always say, uh, who here is pro pun? And I let people respond. Mm -hmm. And then I say, who here finds them pun bearable? <laughs> oh god uh, so I know you're, they're terrible. you're you're assaulting them with <laughs> i know i know but i would love what? to have you both on yums the word because we are doing oh i would love well, that. tell us tell us about your before you go tell us like yeah. uh you know because this will come out within a week or so so tell us like where do we find you what's your stuff coming up all that great thank you yums the word is my storytelling show that's been running for almost nine years in new york crazy. city it is crazy and both of you have been on it and yeah. um Jonathan, you did like a really funny episode Remember with the flashlight. Yeah, we did. A, it was like a Halloween, like a scary episode. That was so much fun with Taylor Negron. I know. Oh, I love I him. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was wonderful. It was he in the was. dark. And we had everybody talk under a, with a so flashlight yep. under their chin. Yeah, which is not anyway, a flattering so, uh, angle for me. So, uh, you know. Not for really anyone for, for that matter. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and David, you were, you were like one of like our first guests, like within, a, within a year, but anyway, so I, I've been making, I've been doing yums the word for not, almost nine years. I make ice cream cake. That's why I call it yums the word. And we've been doing it online, um, every other Saturday night, 8 PM Eastern standard time. And we call it stories from your sofa. And, uh, as much as I can incorporate all the zaniness and interactivity that I usually do with the, um, regular yums the word audience where we play Mad Libs, we're not doing that online at the moment, but, um, our next show is very likely on May 23rd. You can follow, uh, get all the details for that at yumsthewordshow.com. And I am uh, teaching a storytelling class called Storytelling 101, I Gotta Keep on Brand. And um, that, because I call myself the ambassador of fun, and that starts next Wednesday for four weeks. And um, you can find information about that at robingelfenbein.com slash classes. Uh, and yeah, and Yum's the Word has a great podcast and a YouTube channel. We had stories from Tim Gunn that are really funny. So lots, lots of content. And then, of course, Recess with Auntie Robin, if you've got kids. Or even if you're a big kid, I have like Uncle Frank watches Recess with Auntie Robin all the time. Um, <laughs> I love Uncle Frank. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's on Facebook at my public figure page, which you can find at R. Gelfenbein. So thanks. Fantastic. Awesome. I, I also have to say, I love Yum's the Word. And oh. I did tune in to one of the first, if it wasn't oh. the first show that you did, I think it was the was it the Passover show? Maybe that was the first. It was all was the first. Storyteller. Yeah, yeah, I called it. Yeah. I called it Hebrew haha. Yes. So I was able to <laughs> tune into that. You did a great job. Um, you're one of those producers who has been able to adapt to this rather flawlessly. So congratulations. Thanks on so much. I appreciate that. that. I yeah. really appreciate. First of all, I appreciate you being there. Second of all, I appreciate you saying that. I hosted some shows in virtual reality last year for Microsoft. So that taught me a lot about oh, wow. um, this world, but it was me playing an avatar, talking to other avatars. So it was like this oh, that's whole wild. weird trip. Oh my God. And I had like a VR headset and like the yeah. controller. Yeah, that is it was so super wild. trippy. So I have, I've gotten a lot of experience doing uh, engagement with people I can't even see. And, you know, with Yum's the Word, you you have made the ice cream cakes. I just want to give a quick shout out to your talent on that angle because Thanks. you I celebrated my birthday at Yum's the Word. September 25th? You're one week off, exactly, September 18th. 
course. So, yeah. yes, of course. But, um, but yeah, so yeah. September 18th, um, right. and it was my 30th birthday, and I had a bunch of friends there, and you made me a watermelon cake from, it was like a knockoff of the Friendly's watermelon roll. Oh, yeah. And it was, I think about it still to this day, oh. because it was perfect and I want that every year but of course I can't have it so I just wanted to thank you for that and oh, that my memory pleasure. my pleasure it was I feel like I did watermelon sherbet and lime sherbet maybe? you did watermelon ice cream because sherbet doesn't keep in oh that's it right melts that's right. way that's the too first time fast I learned that yes 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 yep so you did you did watermelon ice cream with vodka I mean come on so but I had to have done another flavor yeah vanilla? and li vanilla lime on the rind and I chocolate knew there was chips. something with lime okay all yep. right all right yep I'm so, a dork when it comes to remembering this stuff <laughs> I just I hope so that you were I hope you resurrect that ice cream cake someday so I will when you're back in town and okay maybe well when you guys are on my online show I'll make it and serve it to you virtually. Yeah, exactly <laughs> oh ice cream that sounds so good it's so oh. good uh Robin thank you so much it was such a pleasure thank having you, you. And so lovely to see your faces or your punums as my people say and just so much fun to talk about a topic that I could easily speak about for weeks and weeks <laughs> so it was fun. great please go watch one to grow on on YouTube and we will catch you next time